15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis. Today we are honored once again to have Michael Nigro, is, who is an award-winning filmmaker, six times Emmy-nominated writer, director, and multimedia journalist based in Brooklyn, New York. His penchant for breaking news and social justice movements has put him in the forefront of some of the most crucial of our times, including crucial stories of our time, including Occupy Wall Street, Standing Rock, the 2016 presidential election, Charlottesville, covering the immigration crisis in multiple locations in Mexico, where he's also received some stuff on, the Yellow Vest movement in France, the ongoing protests in Hong Kong, to name a few. His work has been featured in the New York Times, The Guardian, Vice, Intercept, NPR, Time, Rolling Stone, Newsweek, among others. He's a frequent contributor to Truthdig and a front, former frontline correspondent for BuzzFeed News. Michael Nigro, welcome to Politics Done Right. That is a hell of an introduction. Thank you, sir. Well, I mean, it's warranted. If, if, if it didn't happen, it wouldn't be there, right? <laughs> right, right, right. But, but thank you know, you. It, is, it is great having you, but uh, you know, this we do a lot of politics, but I want to take this more as a human story, a story to instruct folks, a story to encourage folks, a story to tell folks, look, this is what's really happening in America today. And don't listen to the quacks out there that are that have ulterior motives. Listen to those who are going through it. Michael, you have uh, you developed uh, uh, coronavirus earlier this year. You got COVID-19 earlier this year. And you thought you were recovered. And I saw a posting that you had on Twitter. And I said, Michael's story, we got to keep telling these stories because you have the mass media telling everybody it's going to be okay. Things are just great. Uh, some talk about herd immunity, meaning that, oh, you get sick, you get over it, and everything is okay. Um, but there are these people called the long haulers. And it turns out, you just may be one of them. So why don't you tell us, uh, first of all, your story of getting the disease, your story of recovery, and what you're going through right now? Uh, I am, unfortunately, in that category of a long hauler. And I developed the coronavirus in March, way back in March. It, and it, to even think back, like I have this pre-corona and post-corona. <laughs> it's Time is very strange to me now. When I went through my quarantine, um, it was a prolonged quarantine because I just never felt better, but then I, I wasn't positive. Um, and I figured I'd get better. My background as a distance runner, uh, marathoner, and then eventually into cycling. And um, before coronavirus, I was training for a hundred mile ride. And so I was in good shape. And I've been an endurance athlete all my life. However, I just wasn't getting better. And I went through a series of doctors, um, virtual doctor calls, and months went by. And I 
couldn't go up the stairs without feeling like I had just run a PR mile. Um, I'd pick up cat poop <laughs> for, <laughs> my, and clean the glitter box and I'm out of breath. And I just kept going to these doctors and they just had no idea. One doctor in particular, after just all this frustration, I had finally said to me, look, we've, I've kind of moved on. You need to get into this study at Mount Sinai and I'm gonna try to get you into it. There's a waiting list. Now the waiting list is thousands of people, but I was lucky enough to get into it last August and they're running me through a battery of tests, everything from PET scans, MRIs, uh, pulmonary, heart, brain, uh, the things that long haulers are going through. And what long haulers are going through, it varies. Um, some people just have constant fatigue, others have crippling headaches, other people have tingling in their hands, others cannot uh, catch their breath. Um, there's still loss of taste, loss of smell, uh, that kind of comes and goes. In fact, that happened to me about three months ago. I took a sip of wine and I'm like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> My wife was like, this is really good wine. <laughs> uh, and it turned out that that um, certain foods were starting to taste like gasoline. Oh, that uh, that has waned. Um, but you know, my what I do uh, for a living, which is I'm a photographer and I cover uh, protests and protest movements and um, and actions. And it's been a way of how um, long haulers need to partition their time, because when you exert yourself as a long hauler. Sometimes your body just shuts down. And when I was in Portland, um, I did try to go out and cover the Portland protests um, in uh, uh, September, uh, in October, mm -hmm. uh, September, I'm sorry. And um, I knew that I couldn't be out there all day. Um, I went to the Proud Boys rally that they had and I needed to really just partition my time. Unlike when I was at Standing Rock where I would be out there for 24 hours. Unlike when I was doing Occupy Wall Street, I'd be out all night. Unlike when I was at the Yellow Vest, when you, you go out and you just shoot because you need to document these things and then you go home and you file reports. I just didn't have that. And, and what I mean by when my body shuts down, it's not like, oh, just plow through it like you would if you were in a marathon. I mean, your body shuts down and my legs just would feel, uh, I couldn't support my weight. And uh, my breathing was so labored that um, uh, I would just have to kind of sit and take a moment. But these are things that the people at Mount Sinai are uh, trying to figure out what is going on with long haulers. Why do relatively uh, people that really fall into a category of 20 to 40 years old um, have these uh, ongoing symptoms? And these are people who were in really good shape. They were all athletes. They weren't intubated, they weren't in the hospitalized, but it lingers. And I fall into that category. Um, and it's, it's, I wanted to go public with this. And I think this is why you ran across my postings, which is I'm around people who still uh, think it's theoretical, that think it's a hoax and they're behaving uh, and it's it's they're just coming up with different theories of why this isn't real why masks don't work and it's infuriating um i understand people's feelings of freedom i want my freedom and you're taking away my freedom i get that but you can still be a decent person when you when you're talking in that way you don't have to be 
I don't even know if I can swear on this show. <laughs> Go ahead. You don't have to be an asshole about it. You can have your freedom and still be a good person. And I think this is what I'm experiencing now is this kind of rugged individualism that is running rampant throughout our country where it's like, I can do what I want to do because I have the freedom to do it. I can go out and buy all the toilet paper because I can. You know what? What about the social contract that we have for each other, the unwritten one, where I think we really need to lean on each other in these times now. And that's why I came forward. I need people to know this story and that people are really suffering. That is an important story. I mean, there's another, there's a New York uh, Times columnist, I think her name is Mara Gay as well. She was a runner like you are, and she got the virus. And it turns out that uh, uh, she may be a long hauler. I see her on TV all of the times, and she just isn't the Mara Gay of past. And uh, I have a cousin who is a, was a detective in New York. He got the virus as well. He has uh, several uh, multi-organ damage. And uh, so, uh, so, I mean, what we're looking at is, is serious. Some people seem to get it and not know that they had it before or whatever. But there are some studies out there as well that points out that even those that are asymptomatic and think they went through things perfectly, Many of them, when you do scans on their lungs or other organs, they have sustained damage. They are just young and healthy, and that damage isn't quite yet seen in, you know, seen uh, until they, it will show as they get older. And of course, you know, with a lousy healthcare system, those will be pre-existing conditions once they find out, oh, you once had COVID, so sorry pre-existing condition. Now, um, I think it's also important for us, you, you made something, a statement there about this rugged individualism that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a manufactured rugged individualism by a few irresponsible people on the top. That is my view as at least. Because what I think is, I talk to people on the left, on the right, in anarchists and otherwise. And you know what I found that people all care. People, when, when, they're, when they're within their own frame, it seems to me that they care. But what happens is they, they get these cues from the outside. Somebody, uh, Michael is trying to take away your freedom by suggesting you wear a mask. And whereas they would have worn that mask if they thought they were doing something just right, somebody has cued them that somehow wearing a mask is against freedom. Somehow this disease... It's a hoax. I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. I have an urgent message. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities have increased in D.C., and I need your help to reverse this troubling trend. Did you know that using a seatbelt can drastically reduce the risk of death or serious injury to you or a loved one? Seatbelts save lives, and together we can accomplish a safer community. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C., Always wear your seatbelt. Click it or ticket. Psst, want to hear something amazing? Oh, and feel free to tell your friends too. So, Kohl's, they're having a huge sale on summer stuff. And if you live for sunny days like I do, you need to check it out. I got 40% off a new patio set, Food Network Grilling Essentials for 20% off, and 50% off those yard games my kids won't stop talking about. Best part? I got an extra $10 off and some Kohl's cash. It almost makes being cooped up all winter worth it. Almost. Select style. 10 off 25 offer value May 27th through 31st. Some exclusions apply. See store or call.com for details. I, and, and I think that is why your story, I think that is why you did the right thing for saying, 
I'm a well-known photographer, uh, social media activist, activist in general. I need to tell my story because when it's real, that is when people start to take it seriously, not when it's just a, a phantom. I think you and I talked about this last time I was on, which is as a journalist, you don't want to be the story. Yes. And um, I talk about this with a lot of my photography friends where all of a sudden you have to step out in front and become the story. And I eschewed it for so long with this. I've been in other situations where, yeah, I was, I was the story. And why? Because I put myself in those situations, Charlottesville being one of them. Um, and um, I needed to tell that story of what happened to me there. This is um, uh, uh, just something that I, it just was boiling inside of me simply because I have friends and family and acquaintances who have gone down these rabbit holes that refuse to believe reality and will deny it until it, I mean, it's, it's frankly, it's just foolish. Um, people who will tell me outright that masks don't work and they, they give, you know, these cherry picked pieces of information. And I'm like, like, how do you address this? I, in one piece I wrote, I don't know if you're familiar with Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but there's this famous scene where there's a black knight and they fight and this knight just keeps getting one limb chopped off, another limb chopped off until he's just a, a torso. And he's like, nope, it's just a flesh wound. And he's sitting there <laughs> and he's just denying the reality that he just lost, that he's going to die. And he just goes, okay, we'll just call it a draw. That is the way I feel when I talk to the people who are just denying what is blatantly in front of them and people who know me um, that uh, are denying the, what my experience and thousands of other people, 12 million Americans have this and they're denying it. We're not calling it a draw. We're calling that this is reality and they're just denying it. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, you know, sometimes you would say things like, well, maybe if it happens to them, they will see the light. And it turns out that I, on, in, on the news recently, this doctor was saying he had a patient that was on his last breath. Astonishing. And he was still calling the virus a hoax. And, you know, when I see that, I, it's, it's not that I, I am, I'm saying they're, yes, they're devoid of reality. But also, I think they're devoid of having people who they find that in their trust circle to really say, no, this is wrong. And that's why I think more people in many different areas need to come out like you have and others have to come out and really say, this is what's happening to me. Because it may not work immediately, but it plants seeds. And, and I'm, just from experience, I've seen so many seeds planted that just when the right notes hit, it is like it reaches that natural frequency in engineering. We call, you know, that point of a bridge that it, it destroys itself from undulation, you know? When it reaches that natural frequency, something starts to break. And I think, I think eventually, uh, I can only hope that eventually we get there. Your thoughts on that? I hope so. I think of what um, the writer and activist Chris Hedges oh. talks about, which is, you know, when the real world doesn't work for people, they devolve and they go into, into yes. make-believe worlds. And some of it's drugs, some of it's um, uh, uh, yoga, some of it's religion, where they, they go into these fantasy worlds because the real world's not working for them. And I think that's what we have here. 
And what I also feel is that it's it's somewhat of like people going down these 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 conspiracy theories, these rabbit holes, where it's like a Ponzi scheme. It's just a reverse Ponzi scheme where they create a a, a community for themselves with anti-intellectual or just cherry-picked information. And they all gather around that cherry-picked piece of information and they all pile on. And they, all of a sudden they have a community where they all believe this one thing, which may only be partially true or not true or just bizarre, but they've created a community where that world works for them. And that's the danger of this is that they're not coming out, they're not expanding or even researching further. Things that are actually really easy to dismiss, they won't go there. Love Chris Hedges. Uh, a lot of his work recently has been pretty damn dark, but I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> pretty dark. And, and, and that stuff about the real world isn't working for you. So, you, you know, you live within the fantasy world. That makes a whole lot of sense. But you know what? Uh, the people who are running those fantasy worlds know one thing that those people who are following them are suckers. It's like Donald Trump knowing that he's lost the election, but he's going to collect a lot of money by writing that contract in such a manner that all the money that he collects goes directly into his pocket and a little bit to the RNC. Uh, it goes also, I don't know if you follow the QAnon um, stuff, but the QAnon is a, I call him a young punk who's making a hell of a lot of money right now. Uh, yeah. With that whole movement, I, I, if you go to if, if you go to their their site, the first thing it brings you into is buying their stuff to make a whole lot of money of their stuff, and it is amazing that uh, you know. So I, I mean, until until we kind of cut the head off the the snake, if you will, and show it for what it is, I think uh, we're in for some. But I'm still hopeful that uh, most Americans ultimately this fantasy land that they live in that we can make a better real world for them that they may want to exit it so i mean uh give me give me some uh, uh some closing thoughts about uh, well before i get into closing thoughts what have you been able to do in the last few months with your with your projects so um there's so much going on and leading up to the election was um like i could have gone out every night and i would have um, but I had to pick and choose mm -hmm. just due to my energy levels. And what happens with energy levels with this is somebody described it as if you're a long hauler, you get four cups of energy a day. <laughs> and, and sometimes they're not even all the way full. Right. So you have to figure out like, okay, do I read? Do I go for a walk? Can I, can it, can, should I go shopping? Cause you just, all of a sudden you, uh, and then you can go into negative which has happened to me before where I've exerted myself way too much and the next day I can't move. So uh, in response to what I've been doing, I've been following a lot of um, some of the police brutality that has been still happening here in New York. Um, though, and of course I was following a number of these uh, caravans, these Trump caravans. Mm -hmm. when, you, when, when I bifurcate between the Black Lives Matter um, protest 99% of them are masked. I would say 99% of them are masked. Yeah. And I got the Trump ones, 99% of them aren't On masked. Yeah. And, you know, so I, one, well, my family member, my was like, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. 
because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. He's like, masks don't work. And I'm like, well, of course they're not working. Half the population's not wearing. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, but anyway, so I've been, I've been t- trying to follow those and document those, um, those marches and then those counter-protests. And, um, and also the police brutality that is still going on. They now have a new bike um, division. And it's terrifying. They are all geared out with BMX gear and it makes them feel invincible. They use these bikes, they swing them around as, as, as weapons. And it's basically, it's basically a cage. It's a rolling cage for the protest. And if, they, if someone gets tangled up on that bike, they immediately are surrounded by the bikes and then they are tackled and arrested because uh, they were resisting arrest or interfering with police activity. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So... So you still you still you still going out there in the field and getting your stuff done? Trying, yeah. I, I it actually makes me feel useful and makes me it gives me a, a feeling of positivity. Which are I you po- feel, go ahead. Sorry. Are you posting with any of the majors right now? Or are you just doing that, doing your thing? No, I file uh, right now. I'm filing with SEPA USA, and so uh-huh. then they, they put it out to AP and uh, Getty, and and so I'm able to get my my work out. And then I have a new website that I just put up, which is nigrotime.com. That I've been okay, so I'll add that to so nigrotime.com is up live and ready to go. Uh, live, ready to go, and trying to keep it updated. So, yeah. I, I hear you, but okay, what, what, what should I have asked you that I didn't ask you? Well, it's a question I can't answer, which is like, where do we go from here? You know, how do we stay positive? How do we not get so angry? And frankly, Alberto, this is why I, I was getting so angry. I needed an outlet. I, need, I, 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 was, I was just stewing at home with this stuff and I needed to put it out there and try to put out something positive. The first draft of what I wrote was just brutal. <laughs> and I had my editor wife look at it and she goes, you can't, this is <laughs> angry. And I'm like, well, I am angry. I'm really angry. But um, I think there's a way to position it and bring people into the fold and create these conversations. I was shocked people didn't know what a long hauler, what a long hauler was. Shocked. And I mean, this has been going on for eight months and um, we don't know. So I just think to continue to keep the conversation going. I don't know where to go because I don't know how to begin these conversations with these deniers. It's really difficult. I will listen to them and try to steer them in the right direction. But when you are down a rabbit hole, um, it's like Bugs Bunny is your best friend. I don't, I don't even know how to, how to well, have a conversation. I have a lot of patience, so I, I, I hang and I, I try to talk to them, and that's what I do. Um, look, Michael Nigro, it's been my pleasure to have you on the program once again. I think you're an asset not only to the movement, but an asset to this new 
I'm going to call it our long hauler movement, getting that exposed out there. It is so important. Thank you for doing what you've done. And without further ado, you have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you so much. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get on all on rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council.